This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up? Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am your main chick, Stacey Ray, and I am so excited to be bringing you another episode today. It is episode number 30 with Melanie Ann Lair, and this podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want. For the show notes of this episode, anytime, you can simply go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash 30radio. So if you aren't already kicking it on that page, it is the place to be. So head over there now. You'll find awesome points to listen for throughout the episode, as well as uh, Melanie's contact info, my contact info, because let's keep it real. We love to hear from you. So every time I receive a message with an insight that you got or a question or something, I smile so huge because this podcast is really about you. So we love, love, love to hear from you. So if you love the episode, if you like the episode, if you got an, uh, you know, something that you got out of it, an insight or a question, or if you just want to share what you really personally got out of it, feel free to reach out to either myself or any of the guests on the show, because it's always a pleasure to hear from you. And of course, if you enjoy this episode and you get something out of it, why not share it with a girlfriend or throw up a, a review on iTunes? You know, like these things help other awesome women like you find these conversations. And that's ultimately the point of what we're doing here to spread the goodness. So you're going to love this conversation, super high energy, lots of empowering good stuff going on and just really keeping it real about what it means to claim your power as an alpha woman without the need to really overpower others. So we jammed on a lot of juicy things in this jam-packed hour, including why everyone, including you, has alpha within them, how to truly know and claim and be in your power. And uh, Melanie shares a lot about her digital nomad life, which she's super well-versed in and super interesting to hear about. And then some really key points, like things that you can shift in your life to really take massive action and really get the results that you want. So if you are a coach, if you're a leader, if you're an influencer, or you want to truly activate your own inner alpha, you are going to love this episode. So I want to tell you a bit more about Melanie before we jump into this. Melanie Ann Lair is the founder of the Impact Academy and Alpha Femme. She is a leader of leaders, a coach for coaches, and her clients are predominantly leaders and action takers in their own communities that desire greater influence and impact. So if that's you, she might just be your girl. So um, she really, what I love about her work is she's really in that leading edge of mindset, business, and relationships. So you're going to hear a tonality of all of those in this conversation. So kind of that trifecta thing going on that she's created. And uh, Melanie's mission is to influence and impact 1 million people to create the life of their dreams. So you might just be one of those millions, girl. So she is a total powerhouse lady boss. I know you're going to love her. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation. Hey, Melanie, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited to have you on the show and to have this conversation with you. I know we talked about this for, it's been, you know, we kind of first talked about this a few weeks ago, or even a little longer than that ago now, and now we're finally getting to have this chat. So super excited to have you on the show. 
I am so excited to be here. It's quite incredible. (laughs) So before we jump into all the juiciness that we are going to be covering today, uh, give us kind of a glimpse behind the the day of your life. Like what's going on? I know you are out and about traveling the world, doing your thing. Yes. So I have an interesting life because um, a day in my life really depends where I am. So I've been a digital nomad for four years now. And for people out there who don't know what that means, it basically means I'm a high class homeless person. (laughs) So I don't have a house. (laughs) I just stay in hotels and Airbnb wherever I am in the current moment. Love it. Love it. And I've occasionally slept in my car if there was no nice hotels around and I just couldn't drive anymore and I needed a nap. So (laughs) I'm, I literally just travel. There's no home base. Mm -hmm. And when I first connected with you, you were like on a beach you know, in this beautiful spot, like, you know, we got to give some credit here. You're not just bumming around places. You're staying in incredible (laughs) places, enjoying life to the fullest, it seems. Yeah, that's why I say I'm like a high class homeless person. So (laughs) um, (laughs) in in February, from February to April, I think, was that right? Yeah, February to April, all February, all March. Yeah, I was in Mexico at this like yoga meditation spa resort where I really just took time for me uh, to heal myself, to heal my body, to heal some some stuff that was coming up for me and really, really got to live two months. I did not wear shoes at all. I never wore shoes. I was barefoot in the sand the whole time in my bathing suit, eating raw vegan food, just like walking sunset walks, sunrise walks, moonlit walks, and sleeping Like the type of homes I was staying in, I stayed in this like little hut that was all open concept. Um, I stayed in a a villa that I ended up manifesting because um, of some client work, like this $5 million villa on the beach in this private cove, all open concept. I stayed on this yoga retreat and I also stayed with a friend that I ended up making there that had this gorgeous house that I stayed with her. So I literally got to visit the most beautiful part of Mexico. Um, really reconnect to myself, my mission, my passion, and what was needing to be healed within myself. Plus, during all that time, I was able to take all of my my coaching calls, run my Impact Academy program, do my Facebook Live things, get interviewed all over the place, and meet you over a mutual friend connection. So yeah, kind of like it. every it was everything at once kind of happened while I was over there, and it was really fun. Beautiful. And I love how that that usually happens, right? When we give ourselves the space to really just like what you were saying, you know, just ground in, get truly connected to ourselves, like so many opportunities open up. I absolutely love that. So let's back it up for a second. Because, you know, clearly you didn't just walk into this life, or maybe you did, you know, give us a little bit of a backstory about how your life turned into this, how you created this, how you started to really live your dream and, and also build a business at the same time. So... I started my life very early on in the business world because I basically was called to help my parents through a difficult financial time when I was about 12 years old. And that's when I actually started my first business. And I was always very attracted to making money after that. Like the fact that I was able to make money was so exciting to me. I was always the number one salesperson 
you know, when it was, we were like kids trying to sell chocolate bars to go on a trip or something. Or when I was in the choir, I'd sell the most rulers and the most keychains to get our uniforms. Like I was always the top seller in all of those little things. And when it got to high school being over, I just, I just dropped. And I was like, you know, I'm just not interested in this anymore. I want to go make money. And I, I, got in the workforce and started as a store manager. I was hired immediately as a store manager. I was 17 years old in a clothing store and very rapidly kind of made it up in management and, and sales. And I, I met the, the hundred percent commission sales industry and totally fell in love. I was like, wait a minute, no one tells me what my cap is. This is amazing. So I just started selling my little butt off and selling and selling and selling and falling in love with the whole sales game. But I got a little cocky with my money. I was lending money to everybody and everyone under the sun. I wanted to look like a big shot. And eventually I lent too much money and stretched myself too thin. And one day everything snapped. I had been in a relationship that was kind of dysfunctional for a while. And when I broke up with my partner, he, um, he was actually the manager for the company I was freelancing for. And I got fired from my department and I had to like move hours away from where I was. I lost my, my house, all my money. I went bankrupt and ended up actually living out of my car for two and a half months, um, during the winter time. Wow. in Canada in snowstorms and minus, minus, minus weather. And it was the most embarrassing, awful, just absolutely awful time in my life because I'd always been the provider and the, the big shot. I just could not face asking for help. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't even ask my, I couldn't ask anybody. I just felt like a, a little worm. Like I couldn't even, I hated myself. It was awful. And I had, I was basically selling like slicers, like that slice vegetables. I had no money for food. I was eating the vegetables I was slicing. I had no money for gas. I would literally sleep in my car, turn the car on long enough to warm it off, turn it off and then turn it off so that I wouldn't freeze to death and, um, just start just living out of my car. And I never thought I'd bounce back. It was really a hard time. I was 25 at the time and it really just felt like it felt like I was never, ever going to get out of it. I couldn't, I couldn't see how I'd get out of it. And, um, I'm actually a little embarrassed to say this, but one uh, night I was very mad at my ex-boyfriend and I Googled how to make, I Googled how to make your ex-boyfriend cry <laughs> on Google. And what's worse that I Googled that is that there was like no direct search findings like it was like here are some related searches I was like oh great I'm the only crazy person wanting to know how to make your ex-boyfriend cry so what I found instead in related searches was how to have the relationship you want it was this course called how to have the relationship you want and I was like oh my gosh I need that course like here I am still wanting to punish him and make it about him when it's not and I need to get this course I was totally broke I couldn't I couldn't even eat I literally there was a, a yoga studio a couple of streets away from where I was that had um, unlimited yoga for $15 for the month. And I bought the membership so I could shower. Like I was like, it was the worst. And I'm seeing this, this course and it's like $500. And I was just like, oh, I need this course so bad. And my credit card was declined everywhere. It was over its limit. Nothing was working. And I just, I don't know why, but I just thought I'm going to try it on my credit card. And I 
I put my numbers in and I pressed enter. And from some miracle, I went over again on my over maxed out credit card and it went through somehow. Wow. (laughs) And I ended up with the program in my inbox. And I started listening to this religiously. Like I listened to it every single spare second of every single spare day that I had. And it made me really interested in the behavior of men and women and how different we are and how I had just completely lost my power in my relationship in such a huge way. And I just started completely deep diving everything I could possibly find on women and, you know, the hormone, the hormones that make women happy and the hormones that make men happy and the mindset behind women and the mindset behind men. And I just got so deep into that and fell in love with it. And I had this really dramatic, extraordinarily dramatic story that happened. And I don't know that this is the right time to share it, but something really dramatic happened in my life. And I was basically faced with the understanding that I was going to have to help people in my life. It was probably my life mission and I had to step up my game. And law of attraction kicks in all of a sudden. I have people like friends of mine that were having hard times in relationships, just reaching out to me to talk to me about their broken relationships. And I had been literally like plugged into the hotline of relationship solving for a few weeks. And I had every single answer and I started turning relationships around like clockwork and people started like being like, are you a coach? How do you know this? I didn't even know what a coach was at the time. Wow. I looked it up. I know it was was crazy. I looked it up and I realized that a coach could make between $50 an hour to like $3,000 an hour. And I, I, I almost passed out. I was like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm a coach. It's official. I am a coach. So when I first started, I was charging $100 an hour and I told people I take referral only as long as I don't know the person. And I started this brand called The Invisible Coach. And literally, like, I was too ashamed of my situation to for people to know who I was. I wasn't going to start posting stuff all over social media. It was going to have to be totally under the radar. But I built this, like, underground, high-end, awesome thing that ended up escalating to like six figures plus in the click of the fingers. And then all of a sudden I, I was just staying in hotels instead of staying in my car. And I just loved the hotel life and I'd just drive where I want and stay in these beautiful hotels. And next thing I was meeting people who were like, what do you do? And I started telling people what I did and the invisible thing kind of dwindled out. And then I had people be like, I want to be a coach. Can you, can you teach me how to be a coach? So with all my sales experience, I would teach people the coaching logistics, but then also how to really sell, price their stuff, create a sales pitch, create an offer so that they can sell themselves. And I started a mentorship program for coaches, skyrocketed that, and then kind of got connected through clients and ended up doing speaking gigs for dental offices, spoke at dental conventions, then helped um, hotels for marketing, branding, sales. And now I'm literally just coaching anyone who wants to up their game, feeling good about their life, making money, rocking their relationships. Like I have so many different avenues and I am loving every single part of it. Plus I basically live wherever I rest my head at night. So I can be wherever I want, whenever I want. My clients are all over the world. Um, they're in Canada, they're in the US, they're in England, they're in Dubai, they're in Greece, they're in, uh, I've got clients ev- just everywhere and I don't need to be anywhere. I'm just free. And it's the best feeling of my entire life. So that was kind of the progression, long story long. 
<laughs> I love the long story. I love hearing just how it all originates and how it all comes to be. That was so fascinating to hear. And, and you've got a beautiful story. You know, I, I love hearing those reinventions, you know, when we're really down and out and we get to really just step forward and really create something. And it sounds like yours really, it, it was more from that place of power versus force, which I know is something yes. that you love to talk on too. So yeah, that's so juicy. Thanks for sharing that. Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. all the compliments about what I said. I'm feeling very good about it now. <laughs> well, I just lo- I love hearing that. I absolutely love it. So, so good. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit, like where you, you know, kind of came to now having your company and do you predominantly work with women or do you work with men and women or how does that work now? So when I started, I worked with men at a point, I actually had more male clients than female clients. But there was a huge shift that occurred in my business because I, sorry, ladies, I am, I'm dating the best man on the face of the planet. I found him and I caught him (laughs) and he's mine. So I started dating him and he just fell in love with what I do and just loves it and really supported me and helped me create my business. And what he really realized is that he had this silent power as well, as far as relationships go and passion goes and going for your dreams and never giving up and all that kind of thing. So he got really interested and he was like, I have a weird question for you. Would you coach me? If I pay you, if I go through all your programs, like, would you let me be in that so I can create something? And I was like, yes. So he joined my coaching programs and created the effortless alpha protocol, which is a, um, coaching program for men to up their game in their romantic relationships, in their businesses, and just in their general self-worth, self-esteem, so that they they really show up in the world as these powerhouses that are confident and loyal and faithful and loving and all the things that we are looking for in men. So he started that movement. And when he did that, it really let me take my feminine spot in our in our relationship, but also in my business. And when I went to Mexico, I basically detached from all my male clients. And now I work solely with females. Unless Kevin and I are doing an alpha couple coaching program. uh, And we're going to be selling the alpha couple retreat soon. So those are instances where I'll, I'll be working with men, but only because it's hand in hand with Kevin. So I don't really take them on myself anymore. Mm -hmm. Got it. Cool. So let's talk about like alpha females for a second, because this is a topic that comes up a lot in the work that I do as well Is like, you know, are alpha females born or created? Like, can anybody be an alpha female? Can anybody have those kinds of traits and show up in their life in that way, in your opinion? I love this question so much. So I feel that there are women that are effortlessly alpha females that you meet them and you're like, oh, she's in charge. You can just feel it off them. However, there are women who have just never met themselves at the place where their potential is really felt within them. Like, whoa, I I own, I have this, I own this, where has this been? And I think that a lot of alpha females, and this happens a lot when I speak to women and I, I hear their story in their past, it's as if the alpha is something that is triggered and emerges when you need it. And when you've had difficulties in your past, if something has called you to need to step up in such a freaking huge way, then that light gets turned on inside of you. It's like, wow, all of a sudden you're this superwoman. And I feel like that's the alpha vibe. 
Now, when a woman has never needed to do that, then her comfort in just being a secondary, like she's not even maybe the leading lady in her life or it doesn't feel like she is. She's just going with the flow of what everybody else wants and needs and just kind of taking a back seat and making sure everybody else is okay. But there's never been anything in her life that's needed her to come out like a lioness and take charge. Then sometimes we need to have that come out and create a situation for it. So I do a lot of experiential coaching with the quote unquote beta woman, you know, and she comes out. She definitely comes out. Even if she thinks she doesn't have it in her, she comes out. She definitely comes out. So what's missing for the alpha to emerge is the need for her. Yeah, that's so potent. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because <laughs> I've been really playing with this whole concept as well, because I really, I see that even the most introverted, you know, women that feel like they are totally that beta, and they play a great beta role in their lives. It's like that alpha is still present. And it's, it's not necessarily a personality trait. It's a part of us. So I love that you spoke to that. That's so brilliant. Well, I actually think that we we hold both alpha and beta within us. Mm-hmm. And any woman who who says she's an alpha and cannot hold the space of a beta is not an alpha at all. Yeah. In in Kevin's program, he talks about men. Uh, he says it's the effortless alpha and the kingpin. Basically, the men who think they're the bomb, but really they get on everybody's nerves and they speak too loud and they can't take direction. <laughs> so... For me, that's basically what happens sometimes is women who think they're in charge and can't be led. Like you can only lead as well as you can be led. Totally. Yeah. So if you can't honor the beta in you, you are not. You are not alpha in power. And if you can only honor the beta in you, then you need to find your power and take it. Because Mm. your alpha is just sleeping. She hasn't needed to emerge yet. Love it. Yeah. And you said something earlier that kind of caught my attention when you said like you'd been in this relationship and you felt like you had lost your power in that relationship or left your power in that relationship. And like, let's, let's jam on that for a second. Cause I feel like there's a lot of women out there, potentially some of the listeners, if you're really relating to this, that, you know, have in some way or another felt like an experience or something traumatic or something that they've gone through in the past few years has really just left them feeling a little bit more you know, outside of their their normal power, not really showing up, like you said, being in that driver's seat. Like, let's jam on that for a second. Well, what happened was at first in the relationship, and this is something that I've not just learned, I have tested it within myself and with my clients. This is actually the truth. When you meet someone, you don't fall in love with them. You fall in love with how you feel about yourself around them. Because you don't really know them enough to fall in love with them. But that feeling of like, I don't want him to text me all the time. I can't stop thinking about him. I would, I would drive two hours to go see them in the middle of the night. Like that is not, I'm in love with you. It's a, I'm in love with how I feel about myself when I'm with you. I'm in love with how I feel about me around you. I feel sexy. I feel alive. I feel playful. I feel all these things about me that I love. And I feel like it's because I'm with you. So I want to be with you. And I had met this guy and around him, I felt so important and so loved and all these amazing things. But I was in a difficult time in my life at that point. And he kind of came in like a, 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 a prince on a white horse. And he gave me the kind of love and the kind of care 
that I never really got in my life because I always needed to run the show and I always needed to be in charge. But when he met me, I was like a little wounded bird and he nursed me back to health. But then what happened was with just that little bit of love he gave me, my, my eagle wings came back and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm back, baby. Let's take over the world and I want you to take over the world with me. Now, the minute I did that, he stopped feeling like he could be the provider in the relationship because I went from being the little wounded bird he cradled to the freaking hawk wanting to pick him up like a mouse and bring him to success land. And he was like, what is going on? So now around me, he started feeling bad because, and not because he didn't love me and not because I wasn't great. I gave him everything quote unquote that I wanted to give him, you know, like when we say I gave him everything means mm -hmm. I gave him everything I wanted to give, but I gave him love and support and motivation and all these things. But the more I did that, the more he felt like he was not providing value to the relationship. And he would pull away from me and pull away from me. And it started to feel like there was something wrong with me. And I freaked out like this was so perfect. And I met him when I was 19 years old. I was like, what is going on? I want the guy that I met from the beginning. So ladies, if, if you can relate to this, you know, where did he go? He was so perfect. Well, the thing is I changed and he didn't need to be there for me anymore. He needed to step up his game and he wasn't willing to do that. So I started being smaller than I was so that he would be taking care of me. Like I'd let myself get really upset about things because he would take care of me when I do that. I would stop striving for big things because I could feel his discomfort. I'd be like, oh, okay, okay. And eventually I became so stressed and nervous and then there was like, then he started being unfaithful in the relationship. And I was like, oh my God. And I had always promised myself that if anyone was ever unfaithful to me, I would leave. But I, I started blaming myself. Like, I don't make him feel appreciated. It's there's something about me. Oh, I've gained weight. There's something about what I've done. Like, I really started making it my about me, my fault. I needed to fix it. And I literally lost myself in that relationship, trying to get him to be the guy he was when I met him. I lost sight of everything else. All I wanted was for him to be back to the way he was. And it, it just wasn't going to happen. And it just, I don't know how it happened one day, but it hit me like divine intervention. Like you need to leave. And we were, we had a house together. It was like, it, it was actually the, the best times we'd ever had. It didn't make sense that that's when I needed to leave, but I got the message loud and clear. You need to leave. You need to leave him right now. It was two days before Valentine's Day. I broke up with him. And then my entire life went seemingly down the toilet. But everything I have now emerged from that. Mm -hmm. So I had basically lost myself so far. I don't think I ever would have found it had I stayed in that relationship. I'd have always been, I'd have always been over overcompromising and overcompensating and, and trying this and trying that never from a place of power, always from a place of fear, always about him, never about me. And it, it would have, it would have killed me in the end. So that's what I meant when I said I lost my power. I, I didn't even, I don't even want to say I lost it. I gave it up. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Cause I was pointing to that too, because it seems like there's, um, this concept of like, we, we are power, we have power when we feel powerful. And I loved what you said before we jumped on here, you were like this power that's actually innately ours, like it's already ours, yes. right? And we just need to claim it. 
So like, what is, what does personal power or power mean to you? So for me, power is the knowing that I can take a decision at any space in time, like right this second in this moment, I can make a decision and it will change my future. That is the power I have over my life. And a lot of people think that power means power over people. It seems like it's something you've really got to work at. It's something like you've got to try to take ownership of it and you've got to become powerful. And for women, what that tends to do is it creates a really masculine energy of bossiness and it doesn't work. Totally. It really doesn't work. It, it turns women off. It turns men off. It just doesn't work whatsoever. So it's almost like your power is the light that shines within you. Your power is this moment in time. If you use your power, you change what's coming in your future. Like I truly believe that everything we have in our life right now has nothing to do with us at this moment. Because who we are now was created by who we were when we were making decisions. And then it created the results we have. So the life we have right now is a response to who we have been. Now, if we realize that we have power in every single moment to make a decision that will have an equal response in the future, we realize we have the power to craft our future in the, in the present moment. You act on it right now and it will respond in time with a response that is congruent with the actions that you took. So when you know you have power, you don't need to wait till someone does something. You don't need to convince someone. You don't need to change someone. You just need to look at your life and take full ownership of the results based on who you are. Like, this is not me. This is the response to who I was. It's okay. I own that. I did that. I got this. Do I like it? Yes or no? No. Okay. So I'm just going to take a new action. I don't need anybody's permission. I don't need to sell anybody on the fact that I'm worthy enough or good enough or allowed to. I'm just taking this action for me, for my life. And in response in the future, when I get a new reality emerge, and if I like it, then I can, I can thank the person that I was that showed up for myself. And if I don't like it, then I'll just say, okay, well, that has nothing to do with me now. So what do I want to do now? Yeah. Love it. And that silent power is just like a light shining inside, always reminding you this, the most powerful people in the world are the people who do. Mm -hmm. You can use your present to talk about what you're going to do or you can, or to sell people on what you're going to do or manipulate people about what you want to do or, or you can just do and then have your life respond to you. And when you do that, you have full power over your life. And, and when I say that I'd given mine away, it's because I'd be getting the responses that I had. And I was getting, I was getting the physical manifestation of the things I'd been doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell them I'm going to change. I'm going to tell them I'm going to be different. I need to try this. I, I need to think that I need to be this. I need to be that all in thought. And I call that innovation at the speed of thought. Basically I have an idea and I'm going to think it through so much that I might as well have just done it. Cause now, <laughs> you know, right. So I just would think and think and think and promise things and say that I'd change things. And it was so not me. And I, I just was stuck in that because I never realized in those moments of trying to please him that everything I needed was just inside of me. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. So 
you sparked up something for me here because I was like thinking, okay, so if we, you know, if we all, because I, I believe on some level, we all know that we have the power of choice. We have the power in our lives. You know, anybody who's listening to this show has probably heard a little bit about, you know, law of attraction or just creating your reality and all of these kinds of things, you know, but I love the way that you're putting it because it's really like, it is a choice. You know, you have that power of choice to truly create your life. Um, what do you think holds people back from actually claiming their power or feeling powerful? Like we hear that we sometimes are afraid of our own power. We're afraid of what we're truly capable of. Do you believe in that? Or do you believe it's something else that might be in the way of people actually stepping into their power? So this is my belief. We don't take action only because of fear. So if you Google, if you actually look at the definition of fear, it is anticipation of pain. Yeah. So not pain itself, just the anticipation of it. So I'm thinking I want to do something, but before I'm going to let myself do it, I'm going to think about all the ways I might get hurt. And in the thinking of all the ways I might get hurt, I'm going to anticipate the pain. And then I won't want to do it because I won't want that pain. But the crazy thing about fear is it literally either makes you feel unnecessary pain or makes you feel pain twice. (laughs) because you're not just experiencing pain you're anticipating it like it's coming so you've got all that stress I don't know if you've ever seen like Will Smith did this amazing thing about skydiving and he was like you know you tell your friends you're gonna do it the night before you can't eat you can't sleep your heart's in your stomach you're in your bed like there's nothing wrong there's nothing dangerous you're in your bed and then you're driving there you feel like you're gonna throw up you get in the plane you're like what is going on your heart's coming out of your chest you think like you're gonna pass out And then you get to the edge of the plane and they say, okay, we're going to jump on three. And they say one, two, and they push you on two because people hold the sides at three, right, out of fear. And then all of a sudden, just like that, you're free falling and everything is gone. So all the fear you experience is up until you jump. And once you jump, you're experiencing something completely different. But the fear you were experiencing was about the jump. How crazy is that? Yeah. (laughs) But but we do that in everything. Like, I want to start a business. But if I, if I go and I want to be successful, I really want to be successful. But if I put something out there and it's not perfect and then I, I don't like it, then what? And what if, what if I put it out and then nobody likes it? And what if I'm not the right, I'm not doing it perfectly. I'm not doing it properly. What if my branding's off? And what if the quality isn't right? And what if nobody buys it and I look really bad? And what if I don't have marketing? And what if I can't afford? And what if, and what if, and then you get yourself so terrified, you can't move. Yep. We see so that I really all believe the time. That's the problem. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So fear is the silent killer. And I think that, you know, this is why for me, I think coaching is so powerful because I'm going to, I'm going to teach something here. That's one of my favorite concepts that I teach my clients. Like when, when people really get this, they take ownership of their life in such a huge way. So a lot of the women that I work with, when I ask them, what could I, if I could give you one thing right now out of magic, pure magic, what would it be? And the answer 90% of the time is confidence. I just wish I was more confident if I just had the confidence. So my belief is confidence only exists in hindsight. It doesn't actually exist. Like the first time you needed to tie your shoes, you were not like, I got this. 
it was the bunny ears and it was people laughing because it looked ridiculous and they were coming undone and it took a hundred lessons and you didn't get it and it it felt like Tetris and it didn't make sense. And now you can literally tie your shoelaces with your eyes shut. So now you're confident at tying your shoes, but you're only confident at tying your shoes because of how many times you've succeeded doing it. So people wanting to be confident before they've done anything is literally locking themselves in for failure because how can you be confident about something before you've done it when confidence comes from the result? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a kid being like, okay, here's the thing. I have seen other babies try to talk. It's ridiculous. And I'm not putting myself through that. (laughs) So what I'm going to (laughs) do is I'm just going to sit here and listen to you all speak. I will figure it out. And once I've mastered the English language and I'm really confident, I will nail my first sentence. Until then, I'm a mute. Yeah. (laughs) Great analogy. Yeah. Because that's that's exactly what we're most of the time doing, right? It's like, oh, well, once I'm like, you know, just playing the vigilant card, like once I'm really good at this, then I'll do it. Once I have the perfect branding or once this is perfect, then I'll launch it. But yeah, love it. (laughs) So it doesn't make sense. It just, it wouldn't, like it wouldn't, we would have a very low intelligent population if that's how kids operated. If they were like, okay. So I know for a fact that if I take a step and I fall, it will end up all over Facebook. And I am not interested in that. <laughs> so I am going to just sit here until my legs, you know, understand how this works. I'm going to watch you. And when I've got it, then I'll walk to the fridge. It wouldn't work. So, but we do this in our businesses. We do this all the time. When I have the confidence, I will. You don't get the confidence before you do it. You do it, you fail. You do it, you learn. You do it, you win. You do it, you fail. You do it, you learn. You do it, you win. Then you're confident. So you've got to do it first. So the problem is not confidence. The, pro- the problem is courage. Yeah. How brave are you? How much pain are you actually willing to go through for your dreams? Because if you're only willing to do the things you're, co- you're confident doing, then you're not actually all that committed. Like what's scary? How scared are you willing to be? For me, the power of a woman is how willing she is to be terrified and keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know, There is no merit in fearlessness because that just means you're playing so small, nothing is big enough to scare you. I believe in bravery and courage. A woman who acts in spite of her fear like a warrior. Mm. A woman who has obstacles come up and she's like, (laughs) I go through it, you know? And the crazy thing is all these coaches, you know, these women want to be coaches and they want to, they want to coach women to be confident. You cannot coach another woman through her fear if you're not willing to sit in yours. You just can't. Yeah, so true. So you got to be big and brave and bold and warrior goddess, super crazy warrior tribe. Just go through the fear. And if you fall, you just got to know you're going to be okay. Like whatever it is that's holding you back and whatever it is you fear you'll experience pain with, just ask yourself, like, what's the worst that'll happen? Okay, so I, I, I put out my program and no one buys it. What's the worst that happens? Well, I'm exactly where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Can I handle that? Yes. Okay, maybe my tail's down and I'm a little bit shameful or I feel a little bit defeated or deflated or I feel a bit... But so what? I will learn something. I will readjust and I will take another action. But will I be okay? If the answer is yes, will I die? Like, no, you won't die. So I'm going to survive. Yes, you're going to survive you may even learn a valuable lesson that'll shift you forever. That's true. Okay. So are you going to be okay? Yes. So be brave. 
just be brave. Mm -hmm. And if you're brave over and over and over again, and you basically take action instead of innovating at the speed of thought, you take action, you look at your result. Did it work? Did it not work? If it works, you tap yourself on the shoulder. You celebrate like crazy. You, you really tap yourself on the shoulder, really take the time to say good for you. And if it doesn't work, you say, okay, well, this is a response to the actions I took. What were the actions I took? Great. What am I going to try this time? Perfect. Go again. I'm brave. I go, I go through it again. Okay. Did it work? Yes. Tap on the shoulder. Did it work? No. Okay. What were, this is a response. What was the response to? These were the actions I took. Okay. What am I readjusting? All right. Go again. You do that. You grow a business. People respect you do that. You grow a business. You can be confident in, but you've got to be brave before you can be confident. It doesn't work the other way around. Yes. So good. Yeah. Love that. Ooh, 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 dropping some truth bombs <laughs> over here. Love it. Okay, so I know a lot of the work that you do is in the arena of like relationships, life, business, supporting women to truly show up, be the leader of their life, which is incredible. Um, do you feel like if we show up in one area of our lives with our power, with our, you know, our whole heart really showing up, does it spill over into the other areas of our lives? Like, do you believe in the whole how you do one thing is how you do everything kind of concept? Or what has been your experience so far working with women in this way? If I could get one thing tattooed on my butt, that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> how you do one thing is how you do everything. So not only do I believe when you are doing well in one area, it spills into others. I think when you're doing terribly in one area, it also spills into others. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to be consciously aware of what you're creating in your life to be consciously aware of what you're focusing on and to really be actively working on it so it doesn't run away with you because whatever is happening in one area of your life is going to be happening everywhere. So I've really experienced like women being in just in the beginning phases of their of their business and then all of a sudden they meet this guy and he's amazing and their business skyrockets. All of a sudden, everybody wants to buy from them and it works like crazy. And I have experienced women being at the top of their business game and then there's a breakup and everything goes down the toilet. And that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like when, when is pardon my words, but when shit hits the fan, it flies everywhere. Yeah. Like it, it really just, it doesn't just politely hit one corner and go here, handle this. And then you'll be fine. It's like splat. Here you go. Now re- start over because it's not, life doesn't happen to you. It's not like, oh, this outside circumstance that's completely detached and not relevant to who I am just occurred in my life and I must handle it with this one fraction of my brain. It's more like who I am in life co-created this experience and I'm going to need all the parts of me to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. (laughs) So it's like, I like to just look for the patterns. Like, what are you seeing consistently showing up in all areas of your life right now? Like, you know, those constant reflections, because I totally see that, like, you know, and this has been my experience in my own life is it's, I'm constantly trying to teach myself something, you know? So it's like, if I'm on the lookout for the signs that I'm giving myself or the, you know, the, the consistent patterns that are showing up for me, it's like, oh, that's what I've been trying to teach myself. That's what's been going on. That's what's that, that is really showing up that I need to take a look at. So 
Yeah, yes. I'm, to- I'm totally all about that too. I feel like it's it's so relevant. I think especially as women, you know, well, as men as well, I'm sure. You know, I feel like when we are really in alignment in our relationships, when we really feel great in our bodies and, in, in, you know, just in all areas of our well-being, you know, showing up in our business becomes so much more um, like energetic and powerful and exciting, you know, whereas like if we're trying to force our way into being successful or grinding or, you know, I'm seeing a lot of that kind of mentality of women like being the hustler and like really trying to like, you know, kind of go super left brain and super masculine on the on building their business. It's like it's it's not really our natural way of creating and and living our lives. So it tends to be more of that, you know, exhaustion (laughs) than success. You know? Yes, because that that is one of the things that I totally agree with you. And I think that it's really cool. And I like the women who are, you know, like the lady boss and the hustle and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think that it's it's endearing in one in a, in a sense, because it's like, yeah, you do need to work hard. Totally. But yeah. that, there's a quote that's been circulating, you know, look like a lady, act like a man, work like a boss. And I don't like that. Because yeah. I think it needs to be like, act like a lady, work like a lady, be the lady boss. Yeah. <laughs> like we've got, we've got a magic. Women have a magic that doesn't need to be um, tainted or painted over. Like we own the magic. We own it. We have it. And when we force this fake hustle, because we're, our, our quote, like our status, standard status is not the hustle. It's the manifestation, the magic, the connection, the love, the elevating the game, the wow. But it's not, it's not, the only time you should work hard is in labor, in my opinion. One moment, I'm going to choke on my own words. Give me a second. I just took a sip of my kombucha at the same time, so (laughs) we're in unison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, okay. So, oh, sorry about that. Um, what was I saying before my throat exploded? Well, that we own the magic. Like we, yes. we don't need to, to force and push and grind and hustle. And that's not our natural state. Right. So I can, we can do that for short spurts of time when we're birthing something huge. Mm. But like the, when you think about it, the hustle on a nine month pregnancy lasts a few hours. Yeah. So we're not meant to be hustling all the time. And when you take on that role of hustling all the time in your business, it for sure bleeds into your relationship. And this is where we're seeing women, these awesome, gorgeous, sexy, intelligent women, unable to find a man. And their cop out is men can't tolerate strong women. Nope, that's not right. Men don't want to be dating their, their emotional equivalent, their hustling equivalent. They want a woman. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be bossed around. So if you were just a badass at your work and a lady at home, you'd have a cue. But that's not what's happening. You're busting this poor guy's balls left and right, not realizing it because you've taken the hustle on as a way of being. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So there are women that have more of a masculine vibe and they tend to do very well in business. But this is where I think, again, having a coach is really important because understanding your mechanism and how you operate when you want a result is so important. Like if when you want something, you come in it guns blazing, like I'm pushing through this till I get what I want. How do you think you show up in relationships when you wanted him to call you or you think he should do the dishes? Do you think you're sexy, ladylike, 
you know, asking it in a normal way? Or do you think you're literally like making this, you do the laundry or you die? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I, I, when I was coaching men, when I first started, this was such a huge thing. It was like, oh my gosh, like I want a super independent, confident woman who can run her own things. I just don't want her to be making me her bitch. Like that feels awful. Yeah. yeah and women so interesting. lose touch of that because how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's such a good distinction. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> cause I, you know, I, I want to ask you about this because I've been really, this has come up a lot in the coaching space that I'm in and, and just different conversations that we've been having about the difference between power and force. And I know this yes. is something that you jam on. And when you were just saying that, I was totally getting that visual of like the difference between women, like, you know, yeah, you can totally hustle sometimes. Yeah. You can totally make things happen and be in that stance of power but you're not like blasting your forcefulness all over the place, <laughs> you know, exactly, including at your man um, or your partner, whomever. Like what, what is your what is your take on like the difference between power and force? I always find this so fascinating. For me, power is when you have someone do something for you or with you and they feel good at doing it. Force is when you make them do it and they resent you as they do it. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Mm hmm. So the women who are the most successful right now are the people who not only have raving fans because their clients are in love with them, but every single person who ever interacts with them in a business stance thinks they are the best thing since sliced bread. So when I work with my lady clients, I have, I have a program called the VIP experience, and this is my higher end program. It ranges between 10 to $75,000, depending on the package, and it's one-on-one, -on -one, and it lasts three to five days. Mm -hmm. But what we do in this VIP experience, it is my highest end program is I teach women how to show up in a way that they really harness their power on a scale so big, they can never be the same again. I show them how to walk into a restaurant and get the best table in the house, the best service, free stuff, like every, like anything that anyone could possibly do because they want to give more to you. That is the power of a woman. Not because you're you're beautiful and you're perfect and you're showing your boobs. Because it feels so good to be around you that people want to do more for you. How can I do more? I just want to give you something. I want to do something for you. Like, I feel so good around you. That is power. Drawing people in like a magnet is power. Pulling people in with your muscles is force. And it keep mm. it makes you exhausted in the end, trying so hard to put all the pieces of the puzzle in place, trying so hard to make everything fit, trying so hard for people to be a certain way. When if you harness your own power, you draw the things you want in like a magnet. Mm -hmm. What else and happens? The only difference? Oh, <laughs> no, I was going to ask you, you what else happens when you start to harness this power? Oh my gosh! I mean, first of all, money feels when you have no money, it feels like you've got to work hard to get it because it, it's so hard to imagine that money's coming when money's gone. It's the same thing with the men. If your boyfriend leaves you, it feels like unless you're begging, he's not coming back because it's so hard to imagine he's coming back when he's gone. So there's this force that we have, which is what men call neediness and what business partners or customers call neediness, 
in business that repels money and people like the plague. And this is what happens when you apply force to a woman out of power. Like, woman mm. out of power plus force equals neediness, man manipulation, disaster, basically. So you will have, when you find your, when, when you find that power and you tap into it, you are going to not only really feel self-love on a, on a level you've never felt before, you will feel without a shadow of a doubt money's coming. You will feel without a shadow of, the, of a doubt men are coming. You will feel without a shadow of a doubt best friends are coming, opportunities are coming. You'll attract people in your life that you will question at first how on earth you even met them in the first place. Money will start coming to you in ways that doesn't even make sense. You'll hear people say things like, I just want to give you something. Can I... I just want to give you something. I feel like I need to like <laughs> give you something. You will have, you will become friends with business owners, restaurant owners, um, the hotel people, like anyone and everyone you encounter will just want to stay in contact with you. And it will feel for the first time in forever or the first time in a long time or the first time ever that you are actually the leading lady in the movie of your life. It'll actually feel like you're walking on the sidewalk and everyone else is a secondary character. Instead of you're walking down the, the sidewalk completely unaware of yourself while you look at everyone else and think about how they look better than you or how they may have looked at you or how maybe they're richer than you or how maybe that could be a good business partner or how, 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 and be completely so unaware of yourself that you just basically give up your power. It is the complete opposite. You walk down the street and you feel alive, awakened, literally just, I can't, I wish I had more words to express the feeling, but basically the tagline to Alpha Femme is the infinite power of the enlightened woman. Hmm. So good. And yes, and I've been toying with changing it to the infinite potential of the empowered woman mm, because yeah. it's one of those two things like when you are empowered within yourself you have unlimited potential and when you are enlightened and you realize your power when you finally get it like oh my gosh I have this inside of me and it's been here the whole time you have no idea the power you have it is it's unmeasurable. It will transcend space and time. I will be sitting in my car doing nothing. And all of a sudden I will get a text message out of nowhere. Someone shared my video. Somebody got it. They're in, uh, you know, Iceland or they're in, in France or they're in England. They want to set up a consultation. They're sure they're set. They want to hire me. I'm their soulmate in business. They need to hire me. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard of this person before in my life. And that takes no force. Yeah. yeah. But I'm in my power all the time. I'm in my power in my relationship. I'm in my power in my friendships. I'm in my power in my life all the time. And I know when I'm out of power because it literally is as simple as I'm no longer conscious of myself. Mm. Yeah. When you're looking at other people, instead of looking at yourself, you're self-conscious. Like, oh, are they looking at me? Do they make more money than me? Do they look better than me, skinnier than me, richer than me? When you are focusing on yourself instead of other people, you are conscious of yourself. And that is totally different. 
When you're out of power, you know it immediately. Mm. That was actually going to be my next question. You know, we're going to kind of tie up here, but I want to ask you, because I'm sure, you know, that we know if we're out of power now listening to what you described, right? So what is the, what would be like one step or like 5% more that we could do to start to really connect to that power, really step into it or just begin the process if, if any of the listeners or anybody's feeling like this is, this is what they're experiencing. What would be the first step? The first step is whatever is the next project that you want to be doing, whether it's a business, whatever, whatever your next project is that you're procrastinating and that you're innovating on the speed of thought. I want you to just decide that the the next minute that's coming, this one, this next one holds within it a potential reality where you do the thing you've been procrastinating. And once you've done that, a whole other world emerges. There's also the potential of you do nothing and you already know what's predictable. So I talk a lot about predictability versus potentiality. And potentiality is everything possible once you make a decision that is not predictable. Predictability is exactly what it is you know you're not going to do it right now. You've said you were going to, but you've said you were going to a million times. So chances are you're not going to. That's predictable. I can sit down with a woman and within 10 minutes, I can tell her what the predictable outcome is going to be for her year in business and relationships and in life, just by the way she tells me about how the last few months are going and how she's feeling. Now, that's really crappy because when you believe in your predictability more than your potentiality, it changes the way you make decisions. What I want you to understand is that they are both equally valid. It's like 50-50. It's just we tend to take the decision in our life that feels the safest. And predictability is always safer. Mm -hmm. So if you need to put an alarm in your phone that says present moment and it goes off once an hour, do it. And when that alarm goes off, look at your life and say, I can do something this minute. What am I going to do with this minute, this next one right now? Because you can spend your time thinking or you can spend your time doing. Thinking is predictable. Doing is potentiality. And if you were to take action on your dreams multiple times a day, you would be living in a completely different world a week from now, two weeks from now. Yeah. Because we literally create the the present moment with the past We literally create the future with the present. Like everything that manifests is a response to what we've done. So do something different. You'll get something different. The craziest thing is this, this thought came to me because my cousin just gave birth and she, you know, I was saying, are you, can you have a drink now? And she's like, no, cause I'm breastfeeding. And I was like, oh my gosh, how long are you going to breastfeed him for? And she said, well, I don't know, like two years. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're not going to have a drink for two years. That's incredible. And I was like, like, you can't have any, like ever. And she said, listen to this, how weird this is. The only time I would be allowed to have a drink is while I'm breastfeeding. Because while I'm breastfeeding, the milk he's drinking, I've already made. And he's going to drink my entire supply. And when I'm out, I'll start producing more. And that just hit me. I don't know why. Like a ton of bricks. I thought that's life. Totally. That's so brilliant. 
So the only time she could be drinking is in the time where he's not bre- he's she's not breastfeeding him because the milk he's drinking now she's already made with her healthy self. So the results you're drinking in your life are the ones you've been making. And the ones that you make next are the ones you're going to be drinking later. So what are you making in this present moment? Are you thinking more? Are you taking predictable action again? It's going to get you the same thing over and over again, just so you can keep thinking about it. Or are you done with that? Are you ready now? Just take action. The worst thing that's going to happen is it'll hurt a little bit, but you're going to be okay. So you don't need to be confident. You just need to be brave. And if you're brave, you'll get results and then you'll decide. Do I want to stick with this or do I want to change it? And then you'll change it. And then you'll have to be brave again. And then you'll get new results over and over and over until you win everywhere. Yes. Your energy is so, so electric. (laughs) I love it. This has been so good. So many, like, I I got all my little show notes of so many gems (laughs) that you dropped. I'm so happy. So good. Um, So the, you know, this has been incredible and we really want to get the, the listeners connected with you as well. So I, I came across Melanie on social media. We were connected through a mutual friend who was also on the show, Joni B, incredible episode as well. So go back and check that out if you haven't listened to hers. And I totally love the things that you are putting out on social media and just who you are, how you show up for people. So tell us how we can get connected with you. What's the best way to reach out? How can the listeners get all up in your programs and in Alpha Femme? Yes. So first thing, I've deleted a whole bunch of friends on Facebook. So I've got loads of room for friends and I want more lady friends on Facebook. So if you want to just add me as a friend on Facebook, add me as a friend and I'll send you a request to be um, to, to like my business page because my business page is basically the where I, I put the most of my content. So that is the first thing that I would do. That's the first thing I would recommend. Um, and then so my Alpha Femme program is, so I have Impact Academy, which is 100% business-based. So if you're wanting to launch a business and you want to figure out how to make more money, how to make sales, and you're not really interested, although I think the way you do one thing is how you do everything and you'll probably end up in Alpha Femme, but you're just feeling like I'm great in my life. I have a great relationship. I feel good. My issue right now is I want to be making money and I want to do that. Then Impact Academy might be better for you. But if you aligned with everything I said today, well, then Alpha Fam is exactly what this is. I, in Alpha Fam, teach you how to harness your power, not how to create it, not how to build it, just how to use it. You already have it. So I help you how to do that. Now, this is a group program and I, my, the way I create my business is I want everybody to be able to work with me in some capacity. So my group programs are not as expensive, but you share me and you share my time with other women. If you're ready for a huge shift in your life and you want me to coach you. So I have a few spots open in my private practice. I have level one and level two coaching available. There's three levels total, but my top level sold out. And that's depending where you are in your life and business. Well, we would look into it together and literally choose a level. But in that, I work with you one-on-one and we tailor every session to what you need in the moment so you're getting exactly what you need exactly when you need it every single time clients who work with me one-on-one skyrocket their their relationships their business their life so fast it's incredible and we have so much fun so if you're looking for the for a coach if you're in the market for a coach write to me on facebook like you guys can just follow me and watch me and you know just have fun with that for a while but if you feel compelled to connect with me i do a free consultation 
And uh, it's just so we can check and see if we're a right fit. So anytime you want to do that, just hook up with me on Facebook. I will be your friend. And then if I can be your coach, I'll be your coach or I'll put you in one of my programs. And the Alpha Fem certification program is coming out before the end of the year where I will be, if you've ever wanted to be a coach or you already are a coach, but you feel like you'd love to learn these techniques so you can teach them and have a certification that you can lean on and find it easier to book clients and things like that. Uh, that's going to be coming at the end of the year too. So stay tuned for that. So that's basically all that's openly readily available for now. But it all boils down to reach out to me on Facebook. I live there. <laughs> awesome. And we will put the links for all that stuff so you guys can get connected as well. And the final question that I love to ask is kind of a fill in the blank kind of kind of thing. So if you really want to improve your life, fill in the blank. If you really want to improve your life, figure out what's the one thing that you keep not doing. It comes up for you, you think about it, but you don't do it. Whatever that is, that thing you've convinced yourself you don't need to do right now, you're thinking about it. It's, it's not the right time. That thing is the thing that you need to do. Whatever it is, if it's compelling and it's scary, it's because you're, you're selling yourself out of it due to anticipation of pain. You wouldn't even need to do that if it weren't your next move. If I said to you, your next move is to move to Arkansas, you'd be like, I feel no resistance to that because I already know that's not true. So the only reason we feel resistance is because in our soul, we know that's the next move. Our soul is calling and our brain is resisting. What you are resisting is the next move for you. If it scares the living daylights out of you, it's what you need to do. If it's what you want to do and you can't afford it, it's what you need to do especially if you can't afford it. You sometimes you need to be put against the wall and meet yourself at your highest power in your deepest darkest needs for your alpha to come out. Your lion will emerge when you're in danger. Don't be afraid to go there. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You won't die. <laughs> you will not die. No. You may live in your car for a few weeks and then you may find the man of your dreams, start a six-figure business, travel the world and be super grateful. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever happens, you will meet you will meet yourself at that level. Just trust that no matter how deep you go, you will always meet yourself at that level. And when you're capable of seeing how strong you are, you will stop fearing small things confidence comes in achieving results over and over again. So put yourself in situations where you've got to figure it out and figure it out. And when you fail and you realize you're still okay, it will give you the power to move on and do more big and bolder, bigger, crazier, wilder, more extravagant, more amazing, more life altering things in your life until you are so literally unleashed that the entire world is yours. Well, on that note, <laughs> Melanie, <laughs> this has been so good. Thank you so much for sharing your genius and your heart. And this like, whoa, seriously, your energy is so incredibly intoxicating and loved hearing and, and learning more about you too. Because I, I kind of get a glimpse into like what you were about. And then it was just so great to hear your story and like just your calls forward for women in the stand that you're making for us is so beautiful. So thank you so much. That was a total mic drop moment. <laughs> you totally just <laughs> gave it to us so so good thank you so much for coming on the show such a pleasure having you 
Oh, thank you for having me. It was a blast. I can't believe the time just flew by. I loved every second. Right. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in. And of course, if you have any questions or any comments or insights or something that you really got out of listening to Melanie today, you know, feel free to reach out to her, reach out to me. We will, we would love to hear from you. We always love to hear what you get out of these episodes. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you again very soon.